Hi, welcome to Season 2 of the Silverline Podcast, an audio version of our video streams that we hold weekly. They're edited a little bit to make them a little more concise. My name is Roland Mann. I'm the head honcho at Silverline, and we have a great time making fun comics that we think that you'll enjoy. So thank you for listening, and maybe go check out some of our comics if you haven't already. This episode is titled, Unraveling Time Travel. It originally aired March 23rd, 2022. And here we are, everyone. Uh, welcome to Wednesday's Wham. I'm Dean Zachary, your host. We are creating Beyond Calculation, Beyond Politics, Beyond the Big Two. And we have a pretty full house tonight. This is our core group, the loyal uh, attendees here. We've got uh, Barb Kalberg, the Empress of the Inks. We've got Rob Davis, the Paragon of Pencils, our superior skeptic, Aaron Humphreys, one of the Wizards of Wordplay, Scott Wakefield, and the possible rumor that the word bomber himself, John Medic III, might show up later. You, you just never know. Even Brent Larson may show up. But we are uh, thankful to our sponsor, Daytona Beach Comic Convention, as always. And we always like to start with uh, announcing our uh, subject for tonight, which is unraveling time traveling. So I hope you guys have had some time to kind of review in your heads what time stories you like, what you don't like, what's the pros and cons of time travel stories and how they can work or how they can incredibly confusing. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love unraveling, yeah. not, not, not solving, not anything like this. We're just going to keep <laughs> unraveling, unraveling time traveling. <laughs> and also just not just the pop culture references we have in uh, comics and movies, but also uh, are there any time traveling? I know Kalis has some time uh, travel coverage in it. Brent, maybe you're later to talk about that. But do any of you guys have any time travel in your stories? I know mine does not. Silverblade does not at this time. Barb, what about you? Any time travel stuff you worked on either for Silverline uh, right now or before Silverline that you uh, enjoyed? No, I Divinity has no time travel in it. And about the right. only time travel story that I can tell you is that I spent a day on the, uh, on the set of Quantum Leap. Oh, Ooh. fun! Wow, Ooh. that is so cool. Cool. Yeah, just that. It was well. I was with Innovation Comics back then, and the uh -huh. writer. We were doing Quantum Leap comic books. I wasn't even on the book, but the the writer for the book was incredibly timid. And they said, they're sending me to the set. This is during San Diego Comic-Con one year. He says, tomorrow okay. they're sending me up to spend the day on the set of Quantum Leap. And I'm terrified. Would you go with me? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was a wonderful, wonderful day. It was the, it was the episode with Brooke Shields. Oh, and cool. Wow. I, spent, I spent the entire day watching the same scene over and over, <laughs> over and over again. And over they're, and over. TV. Yeah. They're yeah. in a raft <laughs> out in the Mediterranean Ocean, which was actually the cement pond mm -hmm. um, in the back lot of Universal Studios and with a canvas back there with, with clouds painted on it and a guy wow. in a wetsuit out of camera range uh, behind the boat going, like this, <laughs> Make, making waves it, some, yeah. yeah and dean stockwell was standing on the dock outside of camera range feeding his lines to scott bacula mm -hmm. and they would they would get this wind machine going 
really got plug it in and it would get winds would be whipping and the waves would be going and they'd yell, cut the wind and they cut it and they go go and uh and they'd say a few lines and they'd stop and then they go get the wind they get the wind going again and it was it was a lot of a lot of fun and one of my best memories of there is that Dean Stockwell happened to have his mom on set that day. Oh, oh no. A lovely little old lady. <laughs> and we were in the catering tent, and here I could see her taking rolls, putting them in her purse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapping them up in napkins, putting them in her purse, because I'm oh. sure she was from the Depression era, you know? Yeah, yeah. But when I later saw it on TV, you would swear... It was in the middle of the Mediterranean Ocean. That's oh, it cool. that's pretty crazy what they did. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so, amazing what they can pull off. But tell me a little bit about why why you think Quantum Leap worked as a time travel uh, based story. Well, I think it worked because it wasn't. It was vignettes, and it was different story every week, which kept it fresh, kept it moving, and they covered a wide variety of of time now wasn't it supposed to be it had to be within his lifetime correct i believe yes. so correct yeah, yeah something yeah i don't think you yeah. can go too but i mean i remember hearing rumors now don't quote me on this that the season they were going to make it got canceled but the season they're planning to make he was supposed to jump into like magnum pi i think and then he's supposed to jump into a cartoon no yeah. that's kind of cool I remember Which is kind of a cool concept, yeah. but I was yeah. like, well, yeah. that doesn't really... Like, they were going like, what else can he put him into? But I think Magnum <laughs> PR is going to jump into another show or something. Uh-huh. It was uh-huh. it was an interesting concept because he wasn't bodily mm-hmm. time jumping. It was just like his consciousness. And the, I, yeah. thought, I saw the last episode, and it's been years since I've seen it, but the, I, this came up recently because they're actually redoing Quantum Leap. They're starting it again. Yeah. And, and, oh, okay. uh, was it with Scott Bakula? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, okay. I would assume he well, might be in it. You know, like, Stockwell, um, did he pass away recently? Right, he did. Recently, so yeah. he okay. really? was, I didn't know that. He sweet did. guy. Really yeah. sweet guy. Scott um, Beckett was on CSI? CSI. No, NCIS. NCIS, NCIS, NCIS New, Orleans. Uh, New Orleans. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah, because they were saying that I remember the end that I just got the sense that he basically met God in the bar. Yes. And I got the sense that when he went to the quantum leap chamber, it killed him. And basically, he'd become an angel or kind of a guardian angel, and that was jumping in the people. Yeah, that's what they... I took it as. Now, I, now, apparently, from what I was reading, somebody said in the last episode, God said you can, you could go back to your, you could have gone back home any time. But it was like his desire to want their help kept him going. Okay, okay. Because I so, remember through the series, like uh, Satan would show up. There were like yeah. these weird yeah, religious it, it, overtones too, and at the end, it was says, "Well, he basically turned into a guardian angel, who, who and it was, was a soul jumping." What was the name of the of Dean Stockwell's character? I can't remember what was his name. Uh, um, the the guy who would help him, the, yeah. Al. 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 And yeah. Al would have a little device, but he would always look. Would he look up when, like, when he was having trouble, or my my? Wasn't Al just yeah. actually an yeah. AI? He, I no. thought he was supposed to be, but he I had can't a little, he talked to Ziggy, right? We never knew who Ziggy, Ziggy was. Mm-hmm. But it was, yeah, because it was like at the end of the series, he brought Al back to like meet this girlfriend or something. I'd, it's been so long and I have to yeah. watch it. Yeah. I but I remember show. the last episode, and I thought it was a really cool idea that he had actually died and was just an angel helping, mm-hmm. and he just, mm-hmm. he just didn't know it. I'm like, well, that's kind of a cool idea. Yeah. But now 
I, I maybe I need to watch the episode. I've not reading people online. Like maybe that actually wasn't the case, but that's what I remember. Because I remember him outside the building at the end. He's talking to God like he left the bars outside and he was breaking right. down because he was just so tired. He wanted to go home. And yeah. it was, God was like, well, you know, this is like, like, this is what you have to do or choose to do. It was kind of like you're, the burdens on you or something. Like, yeah. God is like, well, you don't really kind of have a choice, but it's been so long. I thought that yeah. was a really cool way to wrap up that story because I know there were religious overtones to it, but I could be getting this all wrong. So yeah. I, I maybe I need to be watching <laughs> I, it. I, I, do, I, I, think, I, I don't think really... it was overt. I think they just right. hinted at it. I don't yeah, think it I think so too. But they had two really, cause... really unusual and unique concepts in that show and that is that um it wasn't the person it was the consciousness that was mm-hmm. jumping right. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they deliberately set out to change history because right. you most right. time travel you say oh the butterfly you can't right. you yeah. can't change history you know mm-hmm. they, they consciously that's what they wanted to do was change history right which, mm-hmm. which no. i think is why it works because i this is one i was was wanted to talk about because yeah. i generally i'll stop you know, flat out state my, my, my feelings here. I generally don't like time travel stuff. I really, mm-hmm. I really don't like it because I always feel like it flies out of control. It's all, yeah. so, sometimes it's just a cheap way to tell stories. Gimmick? Yeah. Then I feel like it flies out of control. But Quantum Leap was going to be one of my examples that I felt like really, really worked because yeah. they managed it and they kept it within those parameters. They defined their parameters. And Barb, like you said, he is specifically changing this timeline. This person, yeah. the, the, he has to stop something from happening or cause something to happen in time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was a great premise. It wasn't yeah. like, Oh yeah. Butterfly effect or, Oh, we can't do this. Or what happens if this, or it, do you know what the butterfly, most annoying, the butterfly most effect? Annoying time, time travel, uh, yeah. uh, pet peeves. You can't meet What's yourself. That? Cause it'll yeah. end the universe. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was the, the butterfly effect. And I could be wrong. I think it came from a story called the sound of thunder by Ray Bradbury. Okay. So the sound of thunder, I think it was Ray Bradbury wrote it. It was a really cool story. And it kind of, it was these guys that would found a way to go back and hunt dinosaurs in the past. Like it was these rich guys who were wow. game hunting and they'd found a way to time travel to the past and they could hunt dinosaurs. It's like big game, but it was like, they said there was this trail. So when you go to the past, there's a certain trail you have to stand. If you don't step off the trail, you'll alter the future. Right. Which makes you think, well, how did they build the trail in the first place? But regardless, <laughs> they, they built, you know, without all the, but they, you know, don't step off the trail. If you stay on the trail, you can hunt these things and do whatever. Well, one of the guys accidentally steps on like a moth or a butterfly that flies on the yeah. trail. And that actually completely changed the future. Mm-hmm. It was that one single act was that butterfly effect that was the cascade. So when it went back to the future, it completely altered it. I think that's where that term comes Which from. They made yeah, a movie it, out of it called Tree The Sound House of Thunder. And I don't, it wasn't very good, but the story itself was pretty good. The idea, the concept is basically that, that a chaotic system, like an atmosphere, small right. changes in conditions can then alter the course and cause an unpredictable yeah. variation. As far as chaos yeah. theory, so, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think in time travel, because yeah. there's a video game I played where they call it the same concept. But it is a theory in nature where, like, the, you know, the beating of a wings here can yeah. cause hurricanes. Sure. Yeah, in the Amazon. Right. Yeah. Right. The butterfly right. flaps its wing in the Amazon, and over here there's a tornado. Yeah. 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 yeah there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, that's, which that's in in the Michael Crichton, uh, which one is it where they travel back to a medieval time timeline? Oh, um, yes. Timeline. I think that's Correct. timeline. Yes. And uh, timeline. The, the scientists in that the the one that's sending them all like goes on a tirade about how are you saying that one man screaming in a uh, stadium full of 
vo- screaming voices, his voice will have an effect on the outcome. And so he kind of like yeah. throws out the butterfly effect because they talk about that. Well, we're going to travel back to medieval time. How are we going to affect? And he's like, you have zero effect on it other than mm-hmm. this, this thing you're trying to do right now. Um, it's weird because they, when they talked about when I listen, I used to listen to stuff from quantum mechanics and quantum theory all the time. Mm-hmm. And one of Einstein's theories that time is, and they, and it's, it's hard really? to wrap my head around. And again, if I mess it up, I apologize. But the way they showed in the show is time. All of time is like an even feel like a, think of like a blanket across the universe. Mm-hmm. So if you're here in this blanket, you can go anywhere like time is all of the things that have happened in history and the future and the past all happening at once, the same time. Yes. You just yes. you can go to different areas, like on that blanket, the different parts of time. So it, it illustrates the fact that time travels is possible. It would take a massive amount of energy to even do that because you're bending space time. But mm-hmm. when I saw that, I'm like, that's interesting. I'm like, it's weird because we think of, I mean, because people always say, like, when you think of time, you think of it like a book. When you mm-hmm. think of the past, you think about it on your left. When you think yeah. of the future, you think about it on your right because you're reading a book, left to right, mm-hmm. which always cares. Mm-hmm. Not one of the Japanese think of yeah. past on the right, like vice versa. But when you start to think of time all in the same plane, like the same, it just completely transforms your idea of time. You're like, well, yeah, I guess you could technically do this. Um, and would it affect other parts of the timeline? I, I don't know. Well, it I mean, depends on whether theoretical. that's all theoretical. It depends on whether you you buy into like the domino theory of mm-hmm. change one thing and then yeah. all of a sudden we get into time travel meeting the multiverse <laughs> concept which yeah they're they're definitely connected and right now we're, we're in a pop culture uh theme where multiverse is a really big subject again mm-hmm. and time has a lot to do with that um obviously avengers endgame had yeah. that deal obviously the spider-man movie most recently uh, dealt with with and the that coming Doctor Strange, which movie. is funny because yeah. all of this yeah. stuff are scientific theories that have come in the in the vogue or whatever, and then they put them in. The mm-hmm. I mean, the multiverse yeah. thing had come in. I mean, they say there are eleven now. People get so when they talk about dimensions, I had the research there. So when they talk about dimensions in science, they're not talking about different realities. They're talking about dimensions of like one yes. point, two point, three point, four point yeah. five, and there's eleven dimensions depending on the surface and flat you can see. So in science, it's a little different. But the dimension mm-hmm. name sounds cool, so we call it different. Dimensions. We call it that, yeah, yeah. And yeah. in, in pop culture, but in science, it means something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which I Rainbow Academy is doing time travel. Are they? Rainbow Academy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, good show. Right. I don't know. I don't know that show. Oh, but Umbrella what, what I like about—I'm like, like, sorry, the Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy. I don't know why I said yes, rainbow. Yes. So what? Rainbow. What would you guys say about uh, when when a time travel concept goes wrong, and uh, if creators who are listening want to do stories that involve time travel, what pitfalls should they avoid? What what hasn't worked for you as writers? And viewers and artists. I, I always so I liked. I'm sorry to just jump in here because this, this no, is no, no, please storytelling. Yeah, no. I feel like time travel travel can be a crutch, mm-hmm. or you have to really, 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 really think about it if you're going to put it in. And if you don't put enough thought to it, you can really mess it up. So, whereas like uh, Back to the Future, okay. Uh, so one of my big things with time travel, I always wonder like, why don't you go back farther to give yourself more time? Why don't you go back way back to to yeah. to, to kill the guy? 
instead of stop him from doing the thing. I okay, I understand, but like you, that that can be a big problem. But they always go back just just enough time to solve the problem. Which back is, to yeah, the future, the, the back to the future did it as an accident. He punched yeah. in the time and. It, oh no now there's a problem and there's a lot of things with every i think every time travel movie end games the star trek it lost mm-hmm. you can talk about mm-hmm. their time traveling if if they have the ability to time travel whereas like back to the future he didn't it was like a one and done and then now we're in trouble we got to figure out how to do it again that's great it, you're limited but when you yeah. have the ability to time travel like harry potter and i i'm for all the harry potter fans out there hermione had the Time, time thingy. Turner. Time Turner. Yeah. I feel like she could have solved a lot of problems with that. Now, I'm sure you could nitpick the book and find out like why she couldn't. But I feel like whenever there's the ability for time travel that's that easy, mm-hmm. you can solve a lot of problems. Well, Harry Potter is full of multiple well, oh. There's, like, there's, you just have to, I mean, the fact yeah. that their magic is so powerful, and yet they're hiding from a, a technological society that right. falling into purpose is le- much less powerful. I mean, Voldemort could over—I mean, just himself could overtake the human world. And it's like, well, why are they hiding from humans? Right. There's a lot of things in that in that story never, where it's just like, I never dude, got these what, guys with their magic are pretty much gods. I why think are a they sniper, hiding? but couldn't a sniper just take out Voldemort? Like, I you feel like they're always, unless they're he can dodge, stop the bullet or something. Right, they're dodging yeah. the spell. They're always <laughs> yeah. dodging spells, but like, I think. Right. Somebody on the right. hill could just like well, yeah, yeah. because they never did the magic to materialize anything. Like they would do spells or whatever, but like nobody decided to like materialize a machine gun and stop right, this. Right. <laughs> There's lots of things you could do. Sure, I mean sure. you take Harry Potter as it goes, but if, when you start, Harry Potter is one of those universes that once you stop to think about it, yeah, there's like a lot can't. of like well, this doesn't. Really they could make solve world hunger too because they the, make their own food exactly. with magic. They can they make their own food. Yeah. They can solve all forms of slavery. They right. literally would make a scarcity-free society because it'd be like the replicator in Star Trek. Where you can make your food. You can make right now in the book. They said they actually didn't make the food appear. The movies, they, the movies in the did. book they said yeah. that there was like the little elves made the food and then they yeah. made the elves food. made the food. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. But still, yeah. I mean, with that power, the amount of war problems they could solve is they really, really could. Yeah, sure, it, yeah. sure. But so, we go back. We go back to you know fantasy. To- reality right (laughs) so they create their own world and they stay within the rules and that's the key that scott's talking about right there yeah if you establish very well a clear set of parameters in the time travel story as well as the magic but in a time which is basically the same thing in time travel many times but if if you know because think about dr strange right you got you got to walk that line with a Doctor Strange type of storyline, which yeah. in this case he was affecting time for uh, Spider-Man: uh, No Way Home, uh, Spider-Man Never Coming Home, Never Going to Get Home, <laughs> Always Going to Be Lost. No, just kidding. I liked it. Uh, but the point being that it's it, it, you have to establish parameters because the problem you get into is you can use it as a crutch to right. fix everything. Oh, well, we just came up with a spell that gets everybody out of this. He wasn't really oh, dead, gonna... or I went back in time. Right, I went back in time, and then he did this. And again, it's all suspension of disbelief, but there's, as we've described many times on this stream before, there is a careful path that is uh, a balance of suspension of disbelief. You're walking a tightrope as a creator mm-hmm. where you're constantly balancing do I go this far? Do I pull back a little bit? Because we are referencing all of our fantasy stories from a foundation of the real world. So yeah. the idea is, if I'm going to create a fantasy world, it needs to have a set of clearly defined rules that makes it feel like 
its own real world, right? right? Which is why in Batman 1989, you know, if you if you buy into that world, you don't care that Batman's in a jet shooting everybody with (laughs) with machine guns and people aren't really dying but they would be but you know and he misses them all i always thought it was funny when he's flying out and missing (laughs) the joke with the machine guns and missing (laughs) i know right so but if you buy you buy into that world you're like okay i'm rolling with you tim you know this is your world you're having fun you're presenting a, a roller coaster ride for me and i'm online with you the way to lose people there are lots of different ways, and that's what we want to focus on here to help creators understand if you're going to go time travel with your stories, make the parameters clear, make the wages of mistakes very serious where they can't just be undone by a whim or a magic spell. Um, what, what, what else would you guys throw in there as be careful? I, 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 I'm going to throw one, one thing in there, and that yeah. people who write time travel, uh, it's very easy to fall into the trap of using time travel as a deus ex machina. Yes. Mm -hmm. You can fix everything. Fix everything at the end, yeah. That's what I liked about my favorite. Well, two my favorite time travel stories by Bats of the Future more, but probably my favorite concept of time travel that I liked the most was the Terminator films. Okay. Um, okay. Because it was just I I liked the idea of the idea of a singularity that there are certain singularities or things that are meant to happen in the time span of evolution of a human. That, like a linchpin? Uh, yeah, because in the third okay. movie, which I, the third movie I consider Dark Fate. I don't consider the other one. Like Dark Fate because it was partially written and produced by Cameron. And I, the, re, the one thing I really liked about that movie was the fact like this idea of creating an AI was inevitable that humanity's technology would get to a point, no matter what you do, that artificial intelligence would be construed now why is it always evil i I don't know they never uh say that why it always fights against them but it's the more fact, fun it's more right fun. <laughs> but the fact that even though sarah connor stopped that stopped the future in the second one that it was just inevitable all you did was kick the can down the road you had to go through this the one thing mm-hmm. i really did like it is the third movie did make the hero not john connor but the hero was sarah connor because she's the one yeah. that always trains the hero that's going to fight in the future so it really was sarah connor all along yes. but i really did like the idea of that sort of idea of time, that there's certain things in the history or evolution that you can't escape and not yeah. even time travel can fix it. Mm-hmm. Like it's going yeah. to happen. You can go back and prevent it, but you're not really preventing it. You're just postponing it. You're kicking it down the road. Idea. That's a yeah. good, yeah, it's a cool idea. That, that has a sort of inevitable doom to it, like mm-hmm. Nordic mythology does, where, you know, like Ragnarok's you coming, guys. Ragnarok. Yeah. You can postpone it, but you can't stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. end of the world stuff. That apocalyptic tone is is... It's dark, and I, I, that doesn't surprise me that you like that, Aaron. It works yeah. in your psyche, you know? <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, it was just like it was an interesting uh, take on it because yeah, I did like the right. fact in the third one that there were Terminators continuously falling, that the machines actually sent a Terminator every so many years in case one failed. And I thought that was a That's cool a good concept. Idea. That's a the very fact cool, like a machine cool. would think that way, it would cover all its bases and then send them did- all at once. Did you watch, uh, this is staying on Terminator for a brief moment here, did you watch the short-lived TV series? Some of it. And I thought some of it was really, I mean, they did some really That was cool actually stuff. pretty good. That yeah, was actually they did some pretty cool good. Stuff, and I think it was just 
I think a Terminator series could work now. I think it was just too early for that or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, they did some cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, they when did. they went back and like they set up a time machine, like one of the banks or something with like the metal. And I mean, they did some really cool. With these they also they also this there's a, there's a convention that's done with zombie movies of late where they adopt a zombie and feel sorry for it and it goes yeah. along with them for the event. They did that with the Terminator. You know, yeah, they had the female the, Terminator. Uh, Summer Cloud character. Yeah. Yeah, Summer Cloud. I always thought she was great because yeah. she was like, this is the most deadly being on the show and she's a dancer, which I guess the actress was a dancer at the yeah, time. Yeah, she's she, in real life. Summer Cloud's a dancer. Yeah, she got, she got to do like ballet and stuff. But you got that idea that she was this deadly being that went along for the ride and she was actually uh, half villain but half protector for them yeah. you know and i thought that was a brilliant just sort of thing that was added that we didn't have in the movie we had it in terminator 2 i guess right. with with arnold's uh, subdued terminator right, but it was uh programmed yeah 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 but it, it, i thought that was a cool idea but again again linchpin to solve one problem that helps clarify things. Yeah. Uh, those of you who are fans of Star Trek, the original series will remember, um, I believe one of the uh, episodes that, that won an award. I know it won a Hugo award, maybe even uh, nominated for him. City on the edge of forever. Yeah. Um, they had to go back to thirties uh, or depression mm -hmm. era uh, earth time in order to solve an issue and uh, Kirk gets a crush oh, yeah. on this woman, and of course, you know that always happens, yeah. yeah, especially back speaking, then, right? Does he make a few hollow hollow deck displays with that woman in the hollow deck in later episodes? Doesn't he no. bring her back? No hollow deck in original series. No, no hollow deck in TOS. Okay, yeah, Picard they, did, they did, did a, a twenty a similar. Yeah, similar yeah. thing. Okay, yeah, sure. they did a similar episode, but in this original one, it was kind of dark. It was written by a, a famous sci-fi author named Harlan Ellison, and okay. he really put it—he put a dark spin on this thing. The, basically, what this woman who uh, encountered the disguised Enterprise crew had to die so that the timeline would be preserved, and this was the exact woman that had to die. For two purposes. One, so the timeline could be preserved. Two, so they could actually go back to the Enterprise and resume their lives because something she did, she was a, uh, I guess she was some sort of civil leader. She was a peace and, activist. Yes. A peace if, okay. Something happens that she would have done a domino effect that prevents the Federation from ever forming and the Enterprise from ever being built. And for any of that uh, to happen, she so she had to the die. president of the United States not to enter World War Two when they when they did in, in our timeline. She convinced him Got to it. hold off. And yeah. uh, Hitler and the Axis powers won World won. War Two. That's it. Of that's it. it. That's yes. what, that's um, what happened. What do you guys do? You guys like uh, in former time travel? Do you guys like Splinter? realities where like there's branches that branch off or do you like it that there's one timeline and if you affect it in the past it's going to affect the future because sometimes it depends I think on how of... good the writing is yeah or sometimes they do that and it's multiple timelines like oh like, that's kind of a cop out a little bit sometimes it I can feel. be i mean it can I, be i like i like the alternate timeline if we're, i like those like fringe was good i really liked fringe yes yes um, I, and fringe I like did a great stories. job um but i i know what you're saying like i feel like that's where the multiverse thing is going with with Marv Marvel. Marvel. You're gonna get. I feel like they they end up 
becoming worthless. They mean nothing. That's what I feel. If yeah. nothing has a consequence, if we're not going to care, oh, we're going to be, I'm, we're on this reality where he lives or this reality where he lives. Yeah. Nothing matters. It yeah. There's, no, there's yeah, not there's one no. true reality you have right. to save because it's like, yeah. well, if this reality sucks, just go to the next one. Which is yeah, really so, like the crux of Rick and Morty. If anybody's watched well, Rick and Morty, nothing matters. Yeah, which is the crux. And they made a joke yeah. of that. I mean, talking about that, and he was stating your very point that I was yeah. thinking of that. Like, yeah, in the context of if you had multiple realities or whatever, like, just kill one. Like, one of them, I think, one episode, like, one of them was dying off. And he's like, oh, well, I guess there's yeah. other ones we can go to. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's like, who cares, you know? Yeah. Um, well, again, the, the stakes have to be. Uh, something that's compelling to the reader or yeah. the viewer. You, you have to have high stakes and, and it has to matter. Again, like you were saying, Aaron, if, if there's all these splinter realities and you can go, well, I'll just go off and live on this reality and go off and live in that reality. It and, doesn't uh, really. Uh, there's not, yeah. There's not a whole lot of risk. Didn't do that. My that, other big problem with time travel stories, I don't know why, I, I think it's budget wise maybe, but majority mm-hmm. of the time travel stories, they always travel to the past rarely did they travel to the future yeah, and the first thing i would it. think like yeah. if i got a time machine man i'm oh. going to the future <laughs> yeah. like i ain't going to the past yeah um, did you guys read the time did you read the actual time machine by hg wells yeah, have you read right, that right. i've seen the movie yeah. i know what it is but uh, he does go, you would love that yeah. he goes so far in the future book. yeah, it, yeah. It's, like, it's it's like unrecognizable right. like scary yeah. dark like just this a landscape he doesn't recognize with little crustaceans yeah. walking around. I mean, yeah. you're just going, what? It's not, it's no, I know the, the Eloy book. and the the Eloy and the Morlocks. I'm yeah. talking wave and beyond that. Yeah. He, goes yeah, he goes so far in the future in that the it, book. Yeah, yeah, in the in book, the book he does that, that. That the world is just beyond his understanding. It's like a psychedelic, esoteric landscape, yeah. and it just terrifies him. So he has to come back but that's i and i love i love in that book because this is like we talk about in writing a story you don't if you you're making stuff up so you just don't talk about it all he does is build a machine with levers and he pushes the oh, lever yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sure, it, man. He yeah. on, pushes the lever forward. Pushes that lever, man. <laughs> hey, it's all it takes. How, yeah. come, how come in so many time travel uh, stories to the future, though, it's always very dystopian? You're right. You're right. Yeah. That's good because I guess that's more fun. Because yeah. what fun would it be if you went and everybody's happily ever after? Yeah. You'd be like, uh, it's kind of oh. dull. Yeah. You know, <laughs> where's the drama? Right. A premise for a storyline I wrote yeah. a long time ago it had to do with kind of time travel. And it was supposed to be like in our timeline. There, there were actually two, but there was one where these like giant 60 foot tall humans kept popping in the past and, and attacking us. And they were almost impenetrable. In fact, I remember in the in the story we had the only way we could pierce their skin or whatever was to like shoot something equivalent like a neutron star. If you know anything, neutron just means they're incredibly heavy, mm-hmm. but which we would like spin in a magnetic field and use rail guns on. And so I had all these ideas. But what it turned out to be was that they were human beings so far into the future that they had messed up their timeline and were dying. So they're literally coming back to take over the past and then get a second chance. Oh, well, I think so there was a lot of these that, just... and that was the idea. We had it's like no, this is our time. So we were fighting ourselves. They were like, well, let's go back in the past, kill all our old stuff, and then we can extend beyond. And that was the idea. I think they use a lot of the dystopian future timelines as a way of being, uh, say, having social messages, you know, 
That, sure. Yeah, I was going to make that point. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah, that's well, exactly the, what the I path think about. That's why I kind of like Back to the Future because that's the only one that didn't really. I mean, they kind of just did like, no, it's just the future, and you know, there's flying cars or whatever, which we all thought about in the '90s, like when you get yeah. to the be flying car, and they did that Back to <laughs> the Future, but rarely do I see that done that much anymore. It's always dystopian. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Well, well, messaging. Well, Biff, Biff did uh, Mary's mom, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it's funny. Crazy. I was hanging out with a group. I met some lady the other day that had a coat, and it was cold out. We were outside. It was cold, and she hit a little button, and it was a blue button. I'm like, what's that? She's like, oh, it's a heated jacket. You just hit the button, and it heats itself. I'm like, what? Nice. Yeah. And I'm like, that's like the coat and Back that's to the Future. The future yeah. Itself. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. Oh, but I'm, cool. I'm starting to see this stuff. I mean, like, I think they did make those shoes that lace themselves. They made yeah. variations. They did. I think based they on they did. to do that. I, pretty crazy. I, do, I do enjoy, like, I love watching movies like Back to the Future. It went yeah. to 2015. Star Trek. We don't have that. Yeah. And then you watch Star Trek. 60s Star Trek. And you yeah. think of the technology we have. Like, um, somebody put a, put a picture of Data. At the keyboard yeah. on the enterprise, I'm thinking, okay, how? Why does Data need to enter information with his fingers? <laughs> Couldn't he have a running log constantly communicating yeah, with sure. the enterprise? Why would Data? What like? Because but yeah, he the, could be Bluetooth. Right? he could be on another part of the ship doing something at Bluetooth to the deck right. doing two jobs at once. I mean, exactly. Yep. He never yeah. need to sleep. Data would be con- yeah. But in the 80s and 90s, like the concept of a wireless connection. Of him, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Downloading well, I always thought it was funny that the, the, I watched this part of the Discovery show. My friends had me watch season four. I missed season one, two, three. But apparently, I don't need to watch those because I'm watching season four and understanding. So I'm like, what yeah. great writing, oh, yeah. dudes. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it's okay. But I did think it was weird that that's supposed to be before the Enterprise, but the technology is oh, light yeah. years ahead. And then the yeah. Enterprise, all the technology falls. And then it, so I'm like, you guys. If you're going to do Star Trek with all this crazy technology, it has to be in the future. You Make can't it, yeah. do that. Well, and Good uh, call. Then, um, to bring Scott Bakula back into the talk, Captain Archer. <laughs> well, he did the, Enterprise. Uh, on Enterprise, which predated the Enterprise. Yeah. TOS. Um, yeah. Which uh, and, great. Which I, which I think yeah. was hilarious, too, because he always had – the uh, Enterprise NX-01 had t- screens with buttons on the side. They never yeah. had touch screens on uh, you know, this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look at yeah. – um, but they were flat. Uh, the original Alien. Yeah, I mean they were yeah. using basically DOS. Yeah, like, yeah. Which, which I think is hilarious too. That Star Wars, which I love it. Yeah, they they still put in analog, you know, switches like they yeah. Yeah. kept that. Switches. Which I yeah. always think is hilarious too. Like, why does the Enterprise need a throttle? Corvettes don't even have. You press yeah. a gas pedal, and there's no mechanical connection. You know, there's no. Well, here's <laughs> the, the thing, though. I, I think I think where you could argue that. There's a lot of uh, GUI stuff, a yeah. lot of uh, user interface comfort mm-hmm. that's added in. Yeah. Even even in the car designs, uh, you know, I I haven't driven a Tesla, so I don't know. People can correct me if you've driven a Tesla, but the idea is to make a Tesla feel, feel like, like a fossil fuel car because we're so accustomed right. to that. Oh, now, yeah. after a certain number of generations, that won't matter anymore. So, right. yeah, to your well, point. Well, I've heard that they're actually, and I think they do this they record engine sounds for the electric cars because they they're silent yeah. because yeah. people can't hear them which is well, dangerous think about walking, you can't hear the car right. coming right think Absolutely. about a blind person trying to cross the street exactly well yeah they're, just, they're listening for that when, yeah when they introduced continuously variable transmissions that didn't shift people thought yeah. something was wrong their car was revving up and not shifting but, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah yeah we got off on technology but 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 with time travel like what we have yes. now and then you think 
400 years in the future or a thousand years in the future, <laughs> right, a lot of times right. we've got, but, but then, but then we don't have flying cars and we don't have yeah. jetpacks. I want rocketeer style jetpacks. Jetpacks. I go. I want to be able to go to Paris for lunch, tr- but not, well, not those quantum transporters where another, another barb shows up. I want, I want the real me <laughs> to be <laughs> with a clone yeah, barb and then kill the original. Exactly, yeah. you know. oh. trans- a barb. You're right, and transporters to just like so. You go on Amazon, or beep, whatever. You know, it just beams. <laughs> That's another thing. I never understood why people walked around starships, beam to somewhere else on the starship. Yeah. Oh, there's, well, they, you know, they, strangely they, enough, they do that discovery. They actually would yeah. just beam themselves on the bridge. They'll just beam themselves yeah. off the bridge and go. Which is makes sense that you eventually would get to that, even though again it's supposed to be pre original Star Trek, right? But again, I actually said to my friend, I'm like, dude, if you could blip around the ship, why are any of these why people walking? walking? Right. Well, right. see, they're they're again good writing. They they tried to make the transporter something special. Yeah, um, that's especially what I think in they TOS. Still need to keep. Yeah, they because, made it too easy in the new one. If you yeah, could stay the in idea, a pattern buffer like Scotty, you'd never age. Yeah. Why not just sleep there? <laughs> right, just right? sleep there. Right? The point, <laughs> exactly. Point being that it's like time travel in this. If it becomes too conventional and too easy and yep. too casual, it loses its power dramatically. Right. Um, yeah. So again, bringing it back to the time travel idea, it has to be something very special for a specific purpose, for a linchpin uh, a, a critical strategic moment works be better involved. and yeah. risk involved. And, and, and like it can't be just and turning up like with limbs coming out of your right. back. Exactly. <laughs> Which never I thought, getting you know, back or yeah, the flaw, the flaws of Star Trek, the motion picture, the first you know movie made from the original series it has a lot of flaws, but one of the cool things it really did define for us, you know, okay. Transporter still dangerous if it's not calibrated correctly. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they still like brought those things in. They also kept the cosmic mystery alive a little bit more. It wasn't just, okay, it's basically Star Wars, but with the Star Trek characters, you know, which I, I didn't like that either. Star Trek should have a mysterious tone it, to it. That's as why well. I was never into I know a lot of people like Deep Space Nine, but I was never into Deep. I tried multiple times, but mm-hmm. to me, it's like if you're not discovering new worlds and new planets, it's not really star trek to me i know it's correct well, it's a good story it's not yeah. i don't like the fact when they're discovering new stuff that's star trek to me that's it's very cool there. very very yeah. cool very cool you know, it's funny and, and, oh go ahead go ahead no i was, oh, gonna, I was say, gonna say the uh <laughs> time travel i'm just gonna throw this out yeah. the time travel episodes in star trek um usually they are very careful and they usually it serves a specific purpose um, you you discover uh, new things because of it, um, and it's putting things right. So again, there's usually high stakes, a dramatic result, high risk, um, and it's it's a very unique situation. It's it's not casual. It doesn't happen yeah. every day. What were you going to say, Aaron? Go ahead. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I I remember one of my favorite time travel stories, and I still, if anyone out there is listening or sees this, I've not been able to find this story years ago. It had to do with a time loop. 
And years ago, I saw it on HBO, and I think it was like one of those outer limit type shows. I've never been able. I've tried to look online and other references, and never been able to find day, it. Was it? Um, what? <laughs> That's what I thought of. It was, like Groundhog Groundhog Day. It, was like, it was like Groundhog's Day, but it was one of the best sci-fi horror stories I'd ever seen. Okay, it, what it was just, it about? It was just, it, 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 was this, it starts off with this guy. He's like sitting on a street corner waiting for the bus. And then he, you, they show him go through his day. He goes to work. He says hi to the people, whatever. And then one hour, he's back on the street corner. He just boink appears, and he's like, "So what the it's hell's like going on? Groundhog Day, in that exactly." Yeah. He so he goes forward, and he keeps going forward. He realizes he's stuck in one hour. One hour of time keeps looping him back. Okay, okay. as he goes through, he's starting to eventually tries to kill himself. Whatever it doesn't work because he's always snapped back to that one hour, that bus stop. And he finally reads in the paper that these scientists were like expecting some sort of time anomaly, like there's some sort of time thing happening. They so he finally one hour is able to track these guys down and go to these scientists and say like you know whatever you said is happening to me, you have to mm. fix it. And the scientists are like, we we don't even know what it is. We can't we can't help you. We can't we don't know what it is. We, we can't help you. And the story just ends with him on the street corner. Oh He's wow! Stuck in that hour of time for the rest of it, and he can't oh, die. Wow. I mean, it's for all eternity. And I sat there and started thinking, like, well, God, how could you, far could you get in an hour? I mean, yeah. not only are you stuck there, but your perimeter of how far you can yeah. physically get before you snap back to that hour. He can well, never die. The, the, can... the, the part about it that's the most – that's hell. It is. It was the most horrific thing remember, I've seen. If you remember every time you snap back, you can't die. Exactly. <laughs> you, you are immortal. But you only can live in this one hour's worth of time. It was when that I saw that, it's like, that's the wow. most horrific thing yeah. I've ever seen. And I was like, yeah. why didn't you have to do gore? That sounds like nothing. outer limits rather than. That's uh, what Twilight I'm thinking. So. And yeah. I have tried to find this episode I've put in the descriptions and like YouTube, whatever. Nothing. And I know I've seen this. And if so this it wasn't isn't real. So you're saying it's it's an episode in it's some like sort hour, of series. It's like a 30 minute hour episode. It was like some episode okay. of something. It was on okay. HBO, and I remember I caught it one night, and I was just, I thought, that is just, it's like, it took Groundhog, now I can't watch Groundhog say without thinking of the episode. I'm like, man, <laughs> that goes well, wrong. Well, speaking, speaking of dark and spooky and launching a ton of rabbit hole speculation internet clubs, uh, if you guys have ever seen Donnie Darko, you ever seen Oh, that? yeah. I haven't. You want to no. talk about how bizarre no. that, you should watch it just for the it bizarre is a time, time travel nature show. of it. Yeah. It is, and it is just when you find out what's going on, but the way it's presented, it's presented in such a, uh, let's say, difficult mystery and horror, horrific way. And you go, what is going on? Is this kid just losing his mind and seeing apparitions? But by the end of it, you understand that it's a, it's a dreadful time loop that he's, that he's yeah. walking mm. through. It's very, very scary, though. Yeah, it's, it's a classic. And it lo- it's a classic. It's it's one of those subculture classics that yeah. you know people watch it over and over again because they speculated on its meaning. What is it, like twenty years old now, Aaron? Something it's like, like that. Yeah. That yeah. Was, it's, it's um. What's his name? His sister started Jake Gillen. Jake Gyllenhaal's. Yeah. What is his kid, first yeah. first big movie or whatever? He's in a high school. He's a high school kid. Yeah. Um, and something horrible happens to him, and he kind of 
I don't know. It's it's like a cursed main character story yeah. that really develops, but very odd. It remind you brought you brought it to my yeah. no, in my mind when you talked it's about the guy stuck on the street. Because you don't think of time travel as being horrific, but then when you stop and think about stuck mm-hmm. in time, and then stuck like, in time, oh, yeah, that, that's, <laughs> horrible. that's horror beyond horror. Uh, right. I mean, you would just technically you would go nuts beyond. I mean, hopefully that's your only saving grace is that you go psychotic enough that you don't realize what's happening to you because beyond that mm-hmm. that's you it you just shut down yeah right. so where interesting the, that go ahead go ahead where did the trope come that you can't meet yourself or else you know you'll the universe will oh that came from the stupid antimatter thing the idea of like this matter and antimatter so if you came back in the same matter occupied the same space they mm-hmm. would cancel each other out. Do you remember what was it in a Trek episode? Or I can't even do you remember, remember what that idea started? They did what a mean, Trek episode like that. It's called Was I it where it started? Okay. That yeah, was the whole idea. Yeah. Yeah. Was, or was it Twelve like Monkeys? Do you remember the movie Twelve Monkeys? Yeah. yeah. That was some time travel in that too. And I'm trying to remember if that I think had... they did kind of it that's always been the thing is you would I mean technically, I mean I don't really think you would turn into antimatter and matter. They were just saying the same matter can't occupy the same space. But I mean, that's all theory, just to make it exciting. I mean, we don't. Know. Well, it, it, <laughs> you, number one, if if you're years apart, by you're not then, the same your matter. body has replaced most yeah. of the stuff you had ten years ago. Most of right, the so stuff that's yeah, in that, your body that is not the same. Matter so, can neither be uh, created, or <laughs> created or destroyed. Yeah. Right, but that's yeah. right. that's the old Chekhov's gun thing, where if in order to in order to make this story work, you have to set up the rules, and they have to be explained early on, exactly. So that so that later on, it's used to resolve the story or resolve the uh, the, the difficulty. So, which, it, which it, episode it of Star Trek did Chekhov have a gun? <laughs> no. I'm talking about the writer Chekhov. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. uh, woo, he, he, always <laughs> he was always packing heat. <laughs> they were oh, always carrying uh, sidearms. The gun. All the right places. Specter of the gun. He did. Specter of the gun. gun. Yeah. Remember? Okay. Corral. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You're right. Yep. <laughs> yep. They go back to the okay corral. They did Chekhov's some kind of cheesy time travel, but for the most part, it was it Star was Trek good. Four. Love it. Yeah. Love yeah. Star Trek Four. With the whales, save the whales, save yeah. the whales, yeah. and and that's one of the like I uh, every time I like computer when uh, when Scotty's sitting at the wh- why 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 does Scotty have some like superhuman ability to use a QWERTY keyboard in that scene where he's like doing the <laughs> the um the equations you know like like he's yeah. just like click, yeah click, 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 like <laughs> whatever whatever but that's a i love computer. Yeah, just, it, i really like that hello, scene, though, because, computer. because they go computer? you can't do that <laughs> yeah. you can't give them the, the the answer to creating right uh, how do you know glass aluminum or whatever the guy that did it? <laughs> you can't you, know? be, you can't basically be prometheus you can't right, bring right. fire to people. Yeah. okay and, uh, kids so how do you know that they, glasses, this is right? how they got it sorry okay i'm gonna quiz you folks on this real quick what 19th century story is about time travel that's not by H.G. Wells and called The Time yeah, Machine? Twain. Oh, yeah. Mark Twain. Uh, uh, a, Yankee a, King a Yankee Court. King Arthur's Court. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. that's excellent, but I think that's 20th century. This is 19th, I'm asking about. And when I say it, you're going to go, oh, yeah. Because nobody re- realizes this is, there's time travel here. Uh, a Christmas Carol. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, because he travels back, sees himself as a yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. he travels, and then he travels Four, forward. And then he travels forward, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. So Dickens using time travel in a spiritual way as a morality right. tale there to teach Scrooge a lesson. Right? Right. I never so, got the ghost of Christmas present, at least in the movie. It should be the ghost of just a little later. Because it's not yeah. like, it's, it's, right. it's like later that day. No, yeah, it's it's a little little later funny that day. if they did like in that movie, like the ghost of Christmas present. And he's like, okay, ghost, take me away. And they just stood there. You're just <laughs> because it's like we're here. What do you want me to do? I'm the you know me better, man. 1889, a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. 1889. Oh, yeah. I'll, give, I'll, give okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Awesome. Judge, two of them. Two of them. Very cool. Uh, so Very I got to cool. pick up my wife. My she her only knowledge of of uh, Christmas Carol was from Muppet Christmas Carol, and <laughs> it, which which is a great movie. I love that, that works. Movie. I love that it. works. But, but they put they put Statler and Waldorf in there as robert and jacob marley and when she watched another version of it she's like where's robert marley and i mean i don't want to pick on him but she her only knowledge of it is like bob marley they put bob marley as the name of of the other they, they had because they had to shoehorn statler Waldorf into the movie yeah so they had right. come in there so yeah, marley, yeah, there. Marley, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah right <laughs> We watch it at least once every every Christmas season. Did yes. you? How did you guys feel about the Bill and Ted stuff? Because that was it was, it was kind of it was it was yeah. it was very goofy. Um, yeah. but it was, it was definitely. Movie, yeah. So I didn't watch it. Yeah, I, I didn't see the last movie. I've only um, seen the. But again, first. it was strange enough when I was talking about you know they never go to the future. That was the one time where they took historical figures and brought them okay. to the future. And I actually mm-hmm. thought that was kind of funny. Some of yeah. the when they showed the, this one scene when Napoleon's bowling, bowling, yeah. and, 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 the, and it's like, and these oh and these my. these historical no, guys no, are just Jesus. enamored with like right. bowling and all of this stuff, <laughs> and like these are historical important figures, and you right. would think like, yeah, they would just be like a kid in Wonderland, or uh, either amazing. scared out of their mind at what's happening, you know, like right. cars and whatnot. But that that I always thought was interesting. He's taking. You know, somebody of science or philosophy bringing it to the future and seeing like well, were their predictions correct? Well, it's like, like talking that. With your, that was a cool concept in that movie. It, you know, it was a your, comedy. Your grandma about the internet, like to, yeah. <laughs> to explain <laughs> the internet. Uh, to, yeah, right, like, right. Like, what you can? But I always I love the joke that like when they say you had this machine that has more computing power than you know than anything the, what than, you Apollo, well, than the Apollo I mostly, system. I mostly did. watch cat videos and <laughs> <laughs> All right, 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 right. Here's a there's a time travel story that involves H.G. Wells. Uh it was a novel. They made it into the movie, I think in the late seventies. It was called Time After Time. And I don't know if you guys have seen this, but my wife watch? loves that movie. Yeah. It's a yeah. brilliant idea because H.G. Wells himself uh, the, the 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 conceit of the story setup is that he knew a guy who actually did do a time machine. That's why he wrote the time machine. And so Jack the Ripper, that was doing all this awful stuff in the time of H.G. Wells' era, uh, escapes into our time in the 70s when it was set. And H.G. Wells comes after him mm-hmm. in the same using the same time portal to catch him and take him back to you know, pay for his crimes in you, the 19th century, right? Really? Yeah. So 
but he falls in love with a modern girl in our time or in the 70s it's very very cool anyway you guys reminded me of that when you when you had when you talked about uh bowling with uh, yeah 2017 i i just looked it up there's a a one season tv show that they made time after time time. time. yeah well i know Uh, the outlander show has to do with time travel yes very interesting um the other one did you ever guys see a movie called frequency yeah, um, yeah. With, uh, that was it. Yep. Because again, they weren't technically time traveling, but they can communicate over time. And I thought that was a cool idea. There was another one, Sandra Bullock <coughs> and Keanu Reeves, where they would put the mail in the mailbox, and like the person in the future would get the letter. I think it was. Called, oh. I think it was called the mailbox, and it was like I think Wasn't she was like in the future, he was in the past, and Isn't it was like he like, put mm-hmm. the mail in the mailbox, and she would get the letter in the future, and and I think mm-hmm. he could do vice versa. I think that was a one yeah. they, they were in a cabin on a lake or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I thought that was interesting. And I think eventually, like, he meets up with her in the future. Like, they found a way to find each other, but through this time travel, and it was just. But it, you couldn't time travel outside the mailbox. The mailbox just happened to take this. Interesting. Which I think is a kind of interesting idea. It's like not. It's not really time traveling per se, but you are affecting time through this device that can transport things through time that's that's fascinating that brings to mind another way to time travel which is mentally um one of uh, a great romantic favorite is called somewhere in time where christopher Mm -hmm. reeve falls in love with a picture of jane seymour from the victorian era and who wouldn't fall in love with jane seymour from the victorian era but (laughs) but anyway beside that uh so he finds a way to begin to surround himself with artifacts from that era he puts on clothes from that era. He spends hours and hours focusing on the picture. He eventually you know, decorates a room dedicated to this woman. There's something he's obsessed with her that he almost has like a, a genetic memory of her in his mind. Yes. And so the idea is that they were connected at some point. He literally mentally thinks himself back into her time and they meet and fall in love and have a love affair. And again, fantasy conceit, whatever, yeah. but it was, a, it was a great, like it was a way to get past time travel without any technology whatsoever. Technology. Right. It was all here. It was all in his mind and he experiences it for real. And it was a very well-written uh, uh, movie. If you guys have ever seen it, it's, right. it's yeah, actually, I have. Quite actually, good. actually hubby and I spent our honeymoon in the grand hotel there was a, um, in 1981, and they had photos of that movie all over yeah. the lobby. <laughs> yeah, there was. A, it's hotel. It's Hotel Del Coronado, right in uh, San San Diego. Is no, that no, where no, it is, no. or it's no? The Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island. Mac. Okay. Never okay. Mind. I knew they shot some of it. Okay. No automobiles okay. allowed there. Nope. There was no. a, um book series my friend Tom loves. I, I I need to read it. It's one book. It's called The Forever War. And, okay. Uh, I I need to read. It. I need to go find the book and just read it. But it's about the idea that we started uh, um, a war with this alien race. But in order for our soldiers to get and fight this war, they're going near the speed of light. So the soldiers who are going out would come back hundreds of years later. I remember he said one scene in the book where there were like, and then ex- like these two people on a shuttle, and they, and they like, I think they were in love or connected, and they blew up, and one lost an arm and one lost a leg. And they told them, like, okay, we're going to send you back to the medical facility that would take you a few months to get back, going to the speed of light. Now, you're going to get a prosthetic arm and a prosthetic leg, so you can make it kind of weird or whatever. But by the time they got back to the medical facility, they were like, oh, that, that we'll just grow you a new arm and leg. Because even in the five months, 50 years had passed in the advanced technology. So 
That's excellent. Yeah, the Forever that's, War that's is a classic. Cool. I need I need to read the book because it's because they. I know, like the end of the series, he said they come back. These soldiers are coming back from war, and they're talking like, "Oh, what are you doing? We're fighting the aliens, uh, whatever." I'm like, "Oh, we made peace with them 500 years ago." Like the war had been over 500 years, and these guys isn't that crazy? Right. Yeah, because wow, of the time dilation cool. effect. It's really cool. It's a cool concept, but I I need to find the book and uh, read it because he's told me so much. Like I just need to read this book. Okay, um, that reminds yeah. me of, of this other one. Now you'll know about this one too because it was a film. It was about uh, ten, well, almost uh, 2014, I think. It's called Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom Cruise movie where mm-hmm. fight, die, repeat, and he would. Oh, that's based. They were fighting. They yeah. Were, yeah, they were fighting these aliens, and he would get killed, and he was caught in a time loop where he kept getting and he killed. He got better and better and better. But it was, yes, it was progressive because yeah. he learned how to survive with each loop experience to the point where he, he and Emily Blunt eventually figure a way to beat the There's aliens. There's actually so video cool. games that do that. There's a video game yeah. I haven't played yet called Returnal, where apparently you live the same day over and over. And there's a lot of games where, like, you play the same thing over. And if you die, you restart it, but with the knowledge you gained. And so you just keep dying and repeating and get better until you can defeat it. So they actually do the wonder, concept of video games, yeah. I wonder if that, you know, it makes sense that that may have been inspired by a video game. Because so, it felt kind of that way. It was, it was inspired, um, it was a manga. The, 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 okay. The, the original name of the manga was Live, Die, Repeat or something like that. And that's it was what an, they it was used a manga for the, short story. Yes, yeah. that's what they used for one of the promotional posters. That was actually supposed repeat. to be the name of the film. That was actually and they, the name of the, and they changed it. Um, but oh, the original okay. name of the film, because in fact, you can actually find a Blu-ray cover where they actually put the original title back in the film just for fun. Oh, very. But cool. that, and I actually liked the original title. I thought it was much more. I, I do too. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it was that sort of like he's able to time travel and stuff. Yeah, the time loop. That was a fantastic. Um, and of course, you know, um, Bill Paxton was in there, and he's always so great. He's always so funny. Um, but Game yeah, over, it, it was man. such a, a cool concept. <laughs> and they returned to the game. Yeah. Look at Rowan, man. Leaving are gone only a year, but they return to their grandkids. That's the other thing. Okay, we, we yeah. need to touch on this. Good call, Roland. Uh, we need to touch on the 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 uh, cost of time traveling in space. Now, this isn't technically time traveling, but you know, time speed dilation. of light. Yeah, speed yeah. of light stories where you go into space, you come back, everything's different, everything's changed. Are there any movies or, or stories that come to mind that did that well? Alien. Any of you guys. Alien. alien? It, yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. She was All right. Just, was it 60 years? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And she comes back and it's far in the future and they're like, hey, hey, kid, you like cost us this multi-million dollar ship yeah. and you're telling us this crazy story about a bug on the ship right. killing everybody, whatever. Well, in the original yeah. director's cut of Aliens, they have a scene where they talked to her about her daughter because Ripley had a daughter. That was Yeah, like, I, I have that version. Movie. I have yeah. the restored version. They made too. a video awesome. game called Alien Isolation that I played a little bit of, which stars her daughter fighting the alien oh cool yeah very very Um, cool but i yeah i love the idea of like hibernation or sleep hibernation um in fact one of our own comic books that maybe i'm working on deals with that very subject oh tell us a little bit about it if you can't i can't say any more than that your Ah! deals with that a little bit but i can't say any more nice tease Okay. What about Scott? What about your uh, comic? I mean, is Steam Patriots gonna dabble in a little travel or no? No, like no, not okay. at all. Okay. I've got alternate right. reality, but that's that has nothing to do with time travel. Uh, okay. You could take it as okay. my 
quantum whatever on this timeline ben franklin got the steam technology going and that's it i and i okay. can't like i don't have the brain power have to... you ever thought about doing i don't know if this would be something because of the story you're writing doing something with somebody discuss, discovers diesel or like gas powered engines and there's a you know almost like the tesla thing I, of like i've thought of, i love i love the diesel punk uh style but like they just got yeah. now there's like a sort of which technology is yeah. better sort of yeah thing. Betamax, yeah we do betamax and vhs yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can do that one. something <laughs> like that which we know why vhs won right you guys all know yeah. that yes right? the adult industry yes it was crazy i'm like yeah that's supposedly that's why supposedly that's why blu-ray won is that really probably, probably that's yeah. yep, that's why blu-ray won because the there were several right? technologies and then that one when you know adult industry well, yeah there was like hd yeah. dvd which was yeah Microsoft, right and that came yeah. and went like that a blu-ray right right i think right, also because right. it was on video games and stuff too but um it, yeah. i, I yeah. did it, it is it it is crazy how much the adult entertainment forms like beer and the other form of entertainment just so yeah. we don't mm-hmm. get cut off. Yeah, the absolutely. Profession in the world. <laughs> yeah, yes. Like like steer yes. history in certain ways. Yeah. Isn't that, that crazy? Steer history yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's, it is. It's powerful. Yeah. So well, there's okay, a documentary any... called "The History of Beer," and they talk about all the crazy things that have happened in history due to beer. Because of beer. Yeah. <laughs> I love how these conversations take the left we, turns. Isn't that crazy? Because <laughs> I would I go gonna, off the rails. Dean, Dean, before we get too far from the subject, uh, we've yes. talked plenty about Star Trek. If we're playing our Wednesday Wham Bingo, um, we haven't thrown in Jane Seymour. Which which Bond flick? She was introduced in Live and Let Die in 1973, and uh, she was maybe 20 years old at that point. So all of us who were in in that era, we fell in love with her immediately. She was was everyone's favorite Bond girl for at least a couple of decades. How many trivia for tonight? It was the hair. How many are there Bond movies? Uh, What are there, like 25? I think... 26, 26, I believe. Was the 26 most recent now? 26? Yeah. Okay. okay. So yeah. they're actually Marvel, because I think, was a 25 of Marvel movies? I wonder if, like, some competition yeah. to beat well, them. That's, that's interesting, though, that you bring if that you up. Count, yeah. If you count um, the Sean Connery... Uh, never Say Never? Never yeah. Say Never Again. Never Say Never Again. Yeah, is that yeah. considered... It's not See, a broccoli. Or, it's, not can. it's not an eon. It's, it's just a rework so, of Thunderball, really. Yeah, it is. Or if you count... I'm going to find out. If you count Casino Royale with... Um, Peter Which Sellers. Was the original book, and that's what I remember, wasn't that? Yes, the but there was the original book, yes. version of it. Plus, there of, was also a TV show with Jimmy 1950s. Bond. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Bond. Bond. And, How crazy um, is that, right? American James okay, Bond. according yeah. according to the canon, there are twenty five, including No Time to Die. Okay, non canon okay. are considered Casino Royale and Never Say Never Again. Just. Just throwing in the yeah, Bond yeah, trivia right. here, but I also okay. want to bring bring it back around to time. Sorry, there's time no travel. time travel in James Bond. Sorry. Uh well, no, thank thank goodness for that. <laughs> yeah. um, earlier than my previously stated um, uh, Christmas Carol, in 1819, Washington Irving touched on time travel with wait for it, Rip Van Winkle. Oh yes, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. 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 Wow, That's, think about yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. Sleeping. So I mean, and that's just sleep. It's like he passed out on a really bad drunk, right? And wakes up like, 
Dude, what happened? Really, really you know? had to go to the bathroom when he got up. And, and then recently no, no made in, 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 in a bad teen movie recently revisited and called Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> yeah, classic. So there you go. Classic. Right? That, and classic I think that they, they're going to send that one out in the next yeah. uh, space capsule, right? For the aliens <laughs> right, to find. Dude, Where's <laughs> My Car? Oh my gosh. Still, the, the mind boggles on why Kutcher got so many movie deals. We're just like, he's a TV comedian. Stop right. it. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah, they how about that? Good. I'm trying to think of any good time travel movies recently. Uh, first contact. I'm going back 20 years, but First Contact is one of my favorite Star Trek movies. I really, oh, really like that one. Yeah, with the yeah. Borg. I won't. I could talk good. a lot about it, but that's a good. That one, one was good. Yeah. Star Wars it, never does time travel, do they? Uh, no, they don't. And no. but uh, yeah. there's rumors that they are. There's. There's a phenomenon. Real quick, Star Wars thing. We're not going to stick here. Yeah. There's a phenomenon that was touched on um, in the animated series uh, Rebels. Clone Wars. It was that room and Rebels. It was the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Veil of the Force, the world, world between worlds, I've where heard you they, literally can walk through portals and different things. So again, that, multiverse for Star Wars. Yeah, but I've heard rumors they actually want to redo the last three movies through the I heard that too. of that room too. So I, yeah, I know. I heard that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Ahsoka, the. Uh, the series with her is going to address the world within worlds yeah. since she was the one that encountered it. Encountered um, it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think they're going to touch on it, but whether that sounds more like, uh, you know, internet nerds, wishful thinking. So I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Cause here. I was thinking what you- like there aren't any Jedi powers that touch in the manipulation of time. Is there, I'm trying to think. No, they can transport into our world from the force ghost, power you know okay. from that world that's really the most i've seen now whether it travel yeah. through time now yoda yoda can see the future like you right. can see some things out because is that really Luke, time travel that's more just clairvoyant no, that's vision really yeah clairvoyant power, right yeah. right right so or, not um, that i'm aware of but please don't give them any ideas yeah i know well they keep adding just, new stuff oh. all the time so in the original i know in the original star wars trilogy no they did they, they no. Was, there was not no no no, no time um, travel please yeah, not just and, because it's overdone and it can be overused and it can be, you know. But I never could. The funny thing is, I was trying to think, even in the original Star Wars, I wasn't Luke more of like a folklore, like a fable, like a, a prophecy to be filled and not. Yeah, he, he was more like to bring, to bring balance to the future. Right. So it wasn't so much right? well, that's, that's the future that it was him. It was more like a prophecy that he was possibly fulfilling. I think it, that was no, it, it was Anakin. It was his it, father. It was yeah, father, was but then, but then Anakin, because Anakin fell, it became Luke's then job. It actually to was Anakin's. The, no, it was actually still Anakin's the whole time. It was Jar Jar the and whole time. And the reason yeah. I say that is because the person okay, who actually bring balance to the Force was Anakin because he actually did kill the Emperor at the end. He yeah. fell he from grace, redeemed himself, so he actually was the one to. Bring balance. Yep. He just fell from grace and came back, which is the Jesus. And so then Luke, I guess yeah. Luke becomes sort of the avatar. To last happen. Yeah. Avatar. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good point that he does kill the emperor. So, so he, he was redeems the one himself. To do it. Yeah, he was yeah. the one to do it. He just had to fall from the light in order to come back. To that was it, right. That right. to me, which I thought was a really cool, because you think like Luke is the one that brings balance, and it was like no, it was always Anakin. No, he, he helps. I said you're right. He he plays a part, but ultimately Anakin it redeems was, himself. Was yeah. the actual prophetic one to do it? Yeah, and and he actually says it in in a hidden way in the script when mm-hmm. Luke says, 
I'm going to save you. And Anakin says, you already have, you know, because Luke's belief in his father, you can't minimize the fact that, you know, he keeps telling him there's still good in you. I feel it. There's still good in you. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's telling his dad, like, dad, you know, I know you're still a good guy deep down underneath all that stuff you've done. And there's a moment in the script where Anakin says to him, it's too late for me, son. Right. He says it's too late for me. Well, the but the fact that he on says the balcony. that, yeah. yes, the fact that he says that tells you, no, nah, he's still there. He's still yeah. there. There's a grain of it, still a grain yeah. of, of good guy. That was still my hanging favorite in there. scene is when they actually meet and talk on the balcony. Me too. Because it was like that sort of impasse. They couldn't he couldn't let go so he couldn't come but they could actually meet in a moment of peace even knowing what was to come they actually did i know stranger enough they did a really amazing scene of that in the movie heat with robert de niro and al pacino oh yes and they meet yes. In, the, in the cafe and he's like well you know oh, he's like you know we're robert banks this. he's like i you know he's like you know hey man quit doing scores it's like i do scores it's what i do and he's like i catch guys like do and it's like but I, even when the end he's do, like man. you know he's like if i feel you on me I will not hesitate to kill you, not for a second. I mean, these guys are telling them, and the yeah, I yes. absolutely love that scene. That movie, that's great. a great that scene, scene and you're right. It's it's very analogous to the Luke Vader scene on the Vader balcony scene. when they're because speaking it's to going each to other. happen. They're discussing it beforehand, yeah, and they know, and and really, you see that father son thing. Like, I wish it didn't have to be this way. But they didn't but, use any yeah. chasey dialogue, but. It's underneath the lines. I yeah. wish this didn't have to be like this. He has to, you know, present him before the emperor and all that. So yeah, 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 great. yeah. yeah. Um, that was guys, actually a good moment. A powerful. Did any moment. of you guys watch the Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt? I have not watched it. Yeah, I've heard people. No. Say I haven't. Is it any good? I do it, know it, it's really they're getting good. people from the past and like replenishing the supply chain in the future to fight the. So I've been meaning to watch it. Yeah, I've heard people he say, "Yeah, his or grown or up name. daughter who's integral to to the." The survival of our species. Oh, because cool. because and here's the thing, it's it, it's a paradox, kind of like he leaves in the past and jumps to the future, but see he leaves a family behind and she is so pissed at him that she goes into research, and it all comes down to her to save everything. So, so it's, him, doing that. him leaving causes her to correct. That's that's good. Butterfly effect. That's clever. That's clever. that's good writing. Yeah, yeah, that's powerful, right? Well, uh, what about Looper? what about the latest oh. uh-huh. Looper? Looper? That that's a uh, the the Bruce yes. Willis the one with uh, Bruce Willis and stuff, right? Didn't Looper, he, was yeah. it supposed yeah. to be like their hitmen? They go into yep, the past. They have to go back to yeah. yeah. I don't re- I don't remember liking it that much, but it wasn't that great. But it was yeah. curiously yeah. entertaining. Yeah, it was kind of like it was like driving past a car wreck. You yeah, go, <laughs> okay. Uh, is yeah. there a separate head floating yeah. around? I tried to watch. We haven't watched the Adam Project yet. That's next on our to do list. Yeah, we haven't watched. I know that's a time travel one. That I tried to watch Tenet, and I I like Christopher Nolan, but even halfway through that movie, I'm like, this is kind of a cool concept, but I just don't care. What was the but, premise? Catch the us premise up real fast. That you can like, man, it's even hard to explain. Like yeah. things are stuck in time, and you could like there's a thing with like you would put it down, he would catch the bullet back in the gun because you're like, you're like catching something as it's going in reverse time. Like they were basically saying there are certain <laughs> objects that are going forward in time, and there's certain objects that are going backwards in time. So like the bullet he had was going backwards in time, so he set the bullet, and the future of the bullet is actually not going forward; it's going backwards. He set the bullet on the like 
it was like the table, I think, is what it did it. And he had the gun, the bullet jumped into the gun, which it looked like it was going backward, but it actually was going forward because the momentum of the bullet was going backwards in time. Okay. Interesting okay. concept. Uh, yeah. But, he got but so a little bit concept, cerebral. He lost right? the story. You're like, well, I don't yeah, care what's yeah, happening. Yeah. But the concept was <laughs> Right, right. A lot yeah. of people had that with the uh, the dream jumping movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, Inception. Yes. Was was it Inception had that same... I love yeah that, that movie, same though. complexity. It's it's fascinating, but again, you, you're walking that tightrope of cerebral complexity versus dramatic, compelling right. storytelling. My, see, my that movie, like, they like, didn't lean into the fact of the dream stuff. Like they talked about the, I you know the um the stairs that would repeat. He did that once, yeah. and I was hoping in that movie they would do more mental tricks and dreamlike tricks. But it just eventually ended up with dudes on skis shooting guns, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's like what the, you're gonna you, say, Barb? Dreams, you could do some amazing stuff, and and they yeah. did. It was like so yeah. kind of a my lost husband chance. likes a straightforward movie: good guy, bad guy, <laughs> evil overcomes. When they get into this really cerebral things, he gets very yeah. lost. And we we walk out of the movie, and he goes, "Now tell me what happened." Yeah, that that being said, Barb, I got up. Did he understand? Did he understand Spider Man? Uh, Far from yes, home, never he, coming he home, that ever one, in the Inception, world. Okay. Inception was way, way just. Yeah. No. There were some good yeah. ideas. I mean, I thought yeah. the concept idea was cool. I kind of just like when they watched the city bin, I'm like, well, that's cool. But they just needed one of my favorite dream movies talking about Exception was a movie called Dreamscape with. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, was that uh, Dennis Quaid? Quaid? One of the oh, Quaid. Yeah. Or, but it's way, way, it's an old movie where he would go yeah, into Yeah, old dreams. 80s movie. Yeah. And I still, mm-hmm. like, there was one guy who was going to go into the dream with the president, assassinate the president, and he had to go. But the way they would do the dreams, and there was like, yeah, that's how I envisioned dreams. The other one that did dreams really well was The Cell. The Cell did yeah. some stuff in the dream, really represented the idea of things changing on a dime, and just, and there was a lot of, actually, I we watched The Cell in, in fine arts class, because there's a lot of fine arts pieces, like the scene yeah. with the horse splits, that's an actual art piece where a guy actually took yeah. panes of glass and put it between sections of a horse you can actually walk through the horse and see its intestines and oh, so a lot wow. of the things that happen in that movie were actually oh, art installations man. based yeah. on art pieces that's mm-hmm. that's pretty clever that's very clever well before before we get too far off uh subject here i wanted yeah. to get you guys take on your favorite comic book time travel story it can be marvel it can be dc it can be dark horse it can be independent it can be silver line whatever it is Favorite comic book? Probably Days of travel. Future Past. Oh man, hmm. Days yeah. of Future Past yeah. for me, X Men. That was only two. Why is it? That was. Why is it your favorite? It was my favorite because I just like the idea they showed. It was like that sort of hail mary where they sent, um, and it was originally Kitty Pride, not Wolverine. Right, it's Kitty Pride. Yeah, and yeah. I was not a big fan of the the the, the Days of Future Past movie. I was like, <sighs> I really, yeah. I like the X Men when they made their own stories. I'm like, we're gonna make a, we're gonna base a movie off of an original story. I'm like, yeah, then you're gonna screw up the, the stuff. Um, I did like the future as Sentinels in that movie, but the time travel. But yeah, I really liked that how it was that sort of all the X Men were dying, and it was like this hail mary to send Kitty Pryde, and she ended up doing it. Like this little yeah. innocent sixteen year girl actually able to stop the assassination of that senator. Very um, cool. Yeah, very that cool. Was one Doctor of Doom, and it was two issues. Which, yeah, Doctor yeah. Doom, which sends the Fantastic Four into the past looking for some, I forget exactly what it is. That's some magical item. And, and I don't remember which issue of fantastic Four is this early in the run. And the thing is dressed up as Bluebeard, 
the pirate, <laughs> and doesn't want to go back to his own time period because he's accepted and looked up to as as Bluebeard or Blackbeard the the pirate. And uh, it, it, that's that was a pretty good story. It, it's Kirby, fantastic. It goes back to Fantastic Four number five, according to the internet here. Doctor Doom's time machine remains right. the go-to standard. Uh, Doctor Doom first used it to send the Fantastic Four back for Blackbeard's treasure chest, there which contained a gem that he needed. Right. It always that's contains it. a magic yeah. gem. Uh, of course, they thwarted his plans. But yeah, the thing is accepted as a pirate, and you're kind of sympathetic yeah. to the things. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I love that. I want to go back yeah. where everyone hates yep. me. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys ever read the um, Avengers story called Avengers Forever? Yeah, like that's another one on the list. It's like kind of a standalone story. Yes. That one. Was, yes. That was my favorite Kang story. Uh, Kang story. Kang, yeah, he's, yeah. he's that's why I kind of fell in love with that character. Was that the story. very mm-hmm. first appearance of Kang is a time travel story? Yeah, and it's Did, my favorite. Kang, it's my favorite Kang story. I love love it. It's uh, Avengers number eight, I, I believe. You know, there's some there's some scholar and scholarly theorists and, and nerds who theorize that Kang is actually Doctor Doom. You know, from the far, 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 far future, come back and he's evolved. I don't know whether there's any truth kind of to that, but there's yeah. well, this be like kind of a cool idea. Yeah, there's another <laughs> there's another debate that he's either he's either a a, a a a his ancestor is either Tony Stark or mm-hmm. Reed Richards. I've uh, heard that too. I've heard it's that Doctor Doom, Reed Richards, or Tony Stark. Uh, it's yeah. one. It, 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 those are the the different different theories about it. Uh, also, you guys... is that go ahead. He's this the same character was Rama Tut. I believe there's yeah. another tra- travel story with the uh, with uh, the Fantastic Four Rama Tut, where mm-hmm. uh, he is he he and Kang are the same person. Uh, so there's yeah there's some of that there's. Some of that going on as well. Do you remember? Do you remember the X Men story where Charles Xavier's son goes back in time to kill Magneto? <coughs> I seem to. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't think I was a Legion book at that time, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I heard about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I. Read the result. That. It the result is the Age of Apocalypse. So it doesn't yes. go well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. I do. I do. Yeah. I remember at least the Age of Apocalypse, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. that's what caused. That's that's what caused that is him traveling back. So interesting. What about DC? Anybody have any DC stories well, they like that are time travel? Well, I was just going to say that I I don't have any comics at all that that I can remember about time okay. travel. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat and talk about the MCU. I, Go for it. I liked one thing about Endgame and okay. hated another. And I bet you, okay. you can guess about what I hated. I liked the fact that they they took the the, uh, the stones, um, yeah. and they had to infinity gems. In, yeah. infinity stones. Yeah, infinity mm-hmm. gems, and they had to mm-hmm. return them to the exact moment that they took them. So there was no interruption in time. That right. made sense. Cap going back to yeah, the 30s. I knew it. The 40s, yeah, I, I mean. It. Knew it. Staying. Yeah. Right. That is such and, a load of crap. It and not intervening. Knowing, yeah. knowing oh, yeah. what he could prevent. 
And yeah, yep, living his entire life. Well, that he would never leave Bucky out there to right. be tortured for 70 years. He would have right. to do something. So, and, and then and the big thing was we can't change history. So we have to return the stones to the exact moment we took mm-hmm. it with no interruption. And then Cap goes back to the 40s. Come on. Yeah. And, and uh, no, no, none of, none of uh, their friends ever wonder, wait, who's this guy? Where did he come from? Is yeah, well, not only that, but would he have actually, well, I guess, would he technically have been? Would there be two caps two in the caps. past? Is that, he would have been that, the yep. entire yeah. time knowing he'd still be frozen. Yeah. He'd still yeah. be frozen right. in the ice. Frozen, yep. and that then no but then he'd watch all of that, that happen, all of that, and go. he wouldn't step in and say, "But he's getting late." I mean, would it really matter? I mean, come <laughs> on, dude. <laughs> oh, gosh, here it's, we go. It's wow. yeah, yeah. off the rails again, kids. <laughs> the most important thing. Right back to the adult industry. You're right. But it's that that's that's my beef with time travel. Like it opens that door. Like if you're gonna yeah. open a door, time yeah. travel yeah. opens like the biggest door for all the nitpicking. That's why so true. Like, like I, so true. It's fine. I always just it's got fine. the idea that he was hiding throughout time because he, I will, you almost wonder he didn't want to change the future, so he was afraid that if he went and messed with all those things, he would change the future. So he let the old the cat the way it happened as it happened. But there is that sort of like let Bucky be tortured. You know, like he's I'm going back to live in this sort of quiet house and live a quiet life, so I yeah. won't mess with the future. But he technically will. I mean, if you go back in the past, if you are just there, you are going to mess with the future right. or something. Well, not past. only that, but Peggy got married and had two kids. And right. yeah, and those kids are gone. Those two lives. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's just not to say who's to say it wasn't it wasn't Steve Rogers that she married and had the kids with. It wasn't. The, yeah. yeah, I know. It's, you don't know. Uh, it's it's, just, never, it's know. never explained. I'm thinking that's that's what happened. That's how I see it. It was, uh, you, it was well, one of the guys. That's that a good way to look at it, Rob. Yeah. That makes you I, feel I, better. Go for it, I, man. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not it's not lined out, but that's how I saw it. So, yeah. well, it, was, it was a guy yeah. and he had a limp. It was one of the guys from their unit that she ended up marrying yeah. from Steve's mm. unit. We're I don't know. I mean, there's Why so many. I mean, from? the funny thing is to me with Marvel is if you start nitpicking the plots, you'll just find yeah, a whole you up, can't. Hold you up can't, the whole, yeah. You just gotta stop and think it as it is. Why? Why? Well, yeah. I mean, think about the Tesseract, well, right? Oh gosh. I mean, oh, okay. And then come Gamora. On. <laughs> yeah. 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 Gamora. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. gonna be a. Uh, yeah. With Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's gonna yeah. be a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why yeah. did? Why did Marty McFly's? Ancestors oh, in the eighteen hundreds look like his parents, oh, no. or look like his girlfriend. Oh yeah, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so I mean, unrealistic, just... Scott. It's just not real. Wait but they had the forethought in the opening scene when he takes out it's the Twin Pines Mall. But then when sure. he goes back in time and drives over one of the pine trees, when he comes back, it's the Lone Pine or whatever. It's they called. did that in the third movie too. <laughs> yep. you know that. Yeah. In the which one? They did it in the third. In the, the third, third one. Too. Yeah, yes. yeah, so clever. So when the lady so Clara is supposed to jump, go over the side, and yes. it was called Clara Ravine, and when it comes right. back, it's called it's Eastwood. Eastwood, Ravine. right, right. Oh, was, yeah. nice. And no one questions why yeah. this kid named Calvin Klein shows up for like a week <laughs> and then completely disappears. And then when then when George oh. and his, uh, Elaine are married, she never questions. He never questions why, why the kid looks kid exactly looks like, like <laughs> no, right? Calvin Klein right. that you met. Oh, yeah. In 1950, yeah. this is weird. Yes, it's <laughs> just demonstrated. It just demonstrated why time travel stories have to be very carefully yep. constructed. There are fun, there are fun concepts yeah. you just can't think about. You can't think too hard. 
too that, hard. Yes. Yeah. Unless you um, use the, the mystical conceit like Charles Dickens yeah. or Rip Van Winkle. But if you try to technify it too much and make it scientifically feasible, yeah. it gets a little a little murky. You know, just, I mean, just, I mean, I mean, the Mar- I mean, I'm always amazed that like Tony Stark has nanotechnology to create his Iron Man suits, and yet the world looks exactly the same. Right? Dude, if you had that sort of technology, <laughs> you'd be living in like Star Trek times. Yeah. Oh man. So I mean, this I stuff know. like that, we just like, know. okay, whatever. Well, right? You just gotta go, whatever. I was well, Doctor Strange, dude. Doctor Strange could do all of this magical stuff. Yeah. So why don't they just let him? Solve every problem. Solve everything. Right. Solve everything <laughs> in the world. Right. Why right. I have right. a guy with this shield running around doing it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Dude, and knows the magic trick. So I, yeah, I, I, the, I the like magic in, dude. Right? In the in the comic book world too. Like, how come the Avengers don't just show up and solve the help the X Men or help yeah. Spider Man or why? Right. Why are they sitting? Because they're busy. Right? They're <laughs> they're busy <laughs> on another. They're mission. off world. Off they're world, doing. Off so, yeah, don't yeah. you love that when they're off world? <laughs> Uh, but anyway, as we like to say, as we close out our show tonight, folks, we like to close by saying, make mine, make mine, silver line, and good night, hey, everybody. I'm Alex Savier, and I just want to let you know, make mine, silver line. Thank you for listening to the Silver Line Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We know we ramble sometimes, but we have fun. And after all, isn't that what comics are all about? We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. Please like, follow, share, and remember, make mine Silverline.